Hello and welcome to another episode of The Code of Career with myself, Cameron Blackwood and Colin Riddell. Today's guest is Andrew Bardsley. Andrew is the Head of Learning and Development at X-Design, who we're partnering with to host our first event on July the 14th. Part of Andrew's role is to ensure that engineers at X-Design are getting the most out of their careers and also as well they're developing the skills that they require to do better. As such, we thought this would be a really exciting interview because you get an insight into the first few years of your career and how you can maximise that with some tips from someone who's dedicating their whole career to making sure that people can maximise that. Once again, I'd like to thank X-Design for collaborating with us on this event for July the 14th. If you can make it in person, tickets are limited and they are running out, so please do go to the link in the description to book your in-person tickets. Virtual tickets are obviously unlimited, but you do need to sign up for them as well. So there's a link for that in the description too. Uh, you'll be able to stream it from anywhere in the world. I'm so excited to meet some Code of Career listeners in person, and I think it's going to be a really insightful day. Once again, massive thank you to X-Design, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey everyone, how are you all doing? Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's really great to come here and come to this really cool office and meet you, Andrew. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? It's, um, it's a good spot we've got here in, uh, in Edinburgh. Um, we've just had our new uh, fluorescent light installed as well. You maybe got a bit of sunburn as you walked in. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bright. I think we've ordered a dimmer for it. So I'm already um, sunburned after the weather this, this week. Like, uh, right. Yeah, it's been yeah. possibly tropical. Fine. I love it. The only way we get, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, we're currently sat in the boardroom, so I feel like a real, a real boss of uh, X Design here, which is, which is really great. Obviously, Andrew, thank you for the invite um, to your wonderful offices as well. So, do you, want, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what, what your role is at X Design, and particularly why it's really cool for Code of Career? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I'm the head of learning and development at X Design. So, um, essentially, what I'm looking after is, is all of our learning and training and people development needs um, and I guess it's kind of split up into into three areas and actually maybe before I talk about that I should say that it's a relatively new role for us here at X-Design um, and I actually feel really excited to come into a sort of a blank sheet of paper um, so I can really yeah just get get stuck in and, and sort of build on what's been um, happening quite organically but there is a really great learning culture here at X-Design already. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's kind of split up into three areas. Um, we've got our emerging talent sort of function, which is all around our grads and apprenticeships and interns. We've got the more traditional learning and development, which is more of your skills, um, sort of your soft skills, your technical skills, um, and that sort of more sort of training focus. Um, and then we've also got um, a really quite exciting team, which is which is new for me, um, and, and I think quite new in the industry really, which is all around onboarding sort of onboarding our new people. So making sure we've got a really exciting and engaging and impactful um, onboarding experience for them. So I'm kind of looking after all that stuff, which is, uh, yeah, which is super exciting. A little bit scary, but super <laughs> that's, exciting. That's but, very cool. Yeah. I think the fact that like X-Design has hired quite seriously for the role of, of, of head of learning is says something quite a lot about X-Design in my opinion. That's, that's how many companies yeah. do you hear that hire for that role like people want to hire devs they want to hire product people they want to hire designers Mm. they want to make them have them make money but the fact that they've actually dedicated someone to to that role is is, it's awesome it is and and relatively early on as well in 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 the x design journey i mean x design has been going on for sort of or been been sort of um trading i guess for the last um 10 11 years Okay. Uh, but it's only recently that we've sort of seen a real, real growth and a real sort of um, sort of turbocharge of our sort of 
of the, the clients we've picked up and, and sort of the people that we've brought into the business. So we're still relatively early on in that journey. So to bring someone like me to focus in on learning Definitely. so early in, in the sort of in the journey is, is, is super exciting. So um, so yeah, no, I've only been here for um, well about four months. Um, well, when this, I'm not sure when this when this goes out, but we're in. Um, yeah, we're in June now, so uh, end of June, so been here about four months, and um, um, yeah, absolutely loving it, and yeah, feeling productive, and um, yeah, it's just great to be here. Fantastic. So, great. For, um, so for, for, for yourself and for new lesson, uh, listeners of the Code of Career, uh, something we like to do so um, they can get to know you a little bit better is some quick fire questions. So um, I haven't completely left you out dry here. I did send them over in advance, so uh, <laughs> we're not completely uh, done for here. So um, the first one is the classic and the, usually the most controversial. What was your first ever computer? Yeah, so I had to, uh, to do a little bit of research on this because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sure what, what it was actually called. But I think it turns out it's a, a Packard Bell Multimedia. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, well, so the, the way I remember it, it was this sort of big tower that kind of went on the floor underneath the... It's like the, this height. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was like yeah. this like, oh, yeah. when, I was, uh, when I was younger. But the thing that I remember most about, about it, uh, well, there's two things. One, that I could turn, turn it on with my, with my big toe. So it just kind of, sort of <laughs> stuck my toe into the massive on button which yeah. was on the top had a sort of cd cd rom drive at the top obviously but then it had this like i don't know what it was like a hatch that you sort of slid down and that was where the sort of the floppy disk uh the floppy disk drive was yeah. and yeah that that just kind of stuck in my in my head um and then it made me think of this funny i think it was a tiktok that i saw about floppy disks and how um uh, i don't know if it was a um, a Gen Z or a millennial or something <laughs> that sort of said um, that saw, saw a floppy disk sitting on, on the, their dad's uh, desk and they said oh you've 3D printed the same button <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, that, so I'm really showing uh, really showing my, uh, my age that that was actually a thing we that's used that's the sort of thing I say to Colin <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm laughing so hard right now and I'm trying not to burst it in the microphone yeah. because Pretty much every time we ask this question, we always end up talking about floppy disks. Okay. It's kind of become like a trope in the... It's like a meme in the go to career law now, like yeah. just the fact that oh. I, I've never used a floppy disk and like, I wouldn't know how to use one because oh. I look deceptively older uh, than I right. actually am. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I had a tough paper round, but yeah, never Don't. used a floppy disk. <laughs> couldn't tell you how it works. I really only know... Do you know what? It's funny you say that about the save icon. I've known for some places abandoning it the cloud icon mm-hmm. controversial really? right? you know if it ain't broke uh, it, it's a bit unsettling actually to be interesting honest interesting though might start a bit more of a conversation about this mythical cloud though that we're all we're all talking about and get people <laughs> uh, yeah get people talking about that instead of just yeah saving it locally the mythical cloud that sounds like a good name for the yeah, yeah, cloud yeah. the cloud is so much less cool when you find out about how it actually works yeah like what like when i first got into the industry as a recruiter actually when i first got in i was like this cloud stuff is mad and then i was like oh i'm just renting a computer like what's a yeah. payment developer yeah. <laughs> just someone someone else's computer oh unless you get one of these microsoft ones that are under the ocean those are really cool there's yeah. one off in the north sea isn't yeah. there that is yeah. I, I do think that is really cool saving electricity mm. well on your cooling bill anyway but yeah yeah because yeah. meta have a data center in um like Lapland, and they just leave the doors open all of the year, so they don't have to pay for aircon, which I absolutely love. Yeah, it's yeah. genius, and it's environmentally friendly. Love it. Love yeah, it. it's pretty cool. <laughs> love it. I can't help but think that some of these things are just like PR, like really expensive PR stunts, though, aren't they? Like, 
could, could be, be, but to be fair, I can only imagine the electricity bill running uh, uh, for the for the cooling yeah. for um yeah. uh, for a massive data center. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, maybe a bit of both. Next question then, Andrew, what's your favourite tech city? Yeah, so I did think long and hard about this one, but... <laughs> You're not meant to have prepared too much for these. <laughs> I, just, I was really trying to, because my obvious answer is Edinburgh. Yeah, well that's um, okay, that's okay. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Well, that's okay. It's the correct answer. Oh, it is yeah. the correct answer. Yeah. I just didn't want to be biased, but I okay. do have to say Edinburgh, you know, I've been in, I've been in the, sort of the tech scene in Edinburgh now for, for a number of years, and I think it's just, it's such a vibrant place, and I think there's... There's so many amazing people that I've met, so many great connections that I've made, and I see so many familiar faces now from company to company. I think that's just, it's such an amazing um, community that, that, that's being built here. And, and also some of the amazing names that we see here now in, in Edinburgh with X-Design, obviously, but then also you know, FanDuel and Skyscanner, and there's some really amazing companies um, operating out of Edinburgh. I think it's such, such a vibrant place and yeah, filled with great people. So... I did have a second answer as well, which was uh, what's second answer? Um, which is Manchester. Um, mm. So yeah, I think well, being from the northwest myself, st- still a slight bit of bias there. But whenever I'm back home now, there's just there's, I just see so much investment in in Manchester. There's always something new being built. Obviously, um, X Design starting to think about an office in in Manchester as well. Um, and whenever I um, speak to graduates as well, um, particularly graduates from 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 the northwest. They always ask me, is, is, there, is there opportunities in, in Manchester, physically in Manchester? And um, I think a lot of companies kind of let, let them down and say, actually, no, it's either in London or it's away in you know, Edinburgh or whatever. But now at Exxon, I can say, no, actually, our opportunities are in Manchester. And it's, yeah, great to see companies going and yeah, exploring that great city. Cause, yeah, it's, awesome. it, it's underrated, Manchester. It really is. I, I remember talking about this with Parallel, actually, your colleague, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who, uh, who actually wasn't working at Exxon when she came on. Um, funnily enough, uh, it was uh, before she made the jump to working at Exercise. But uh, yeah, we were talking about how Manchester just is super underrated as a, as a tech mm-hmm. city in the northwest in general as a region. Um, I've actually never been to Manchester. It's my great shame. Apart from the ice rink, that's the only place I've been, and I can't really count it as seeing the whole city. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's a good it's a good spot. Really nice place to be. The ice rink or the city. Both, both. <laughs> the ice the, right. yeah. the Manchester Phoenix still play there. You, is that where you, yeah, you know, so I, I played ice hockey yeah. until my early twenties. So oh, nice. I went and um, yeah, went and played against their youth team. Um, can't remember if we won or lost. Probably lost. But, uh, no, yeah. I don't. I can't imagine that. <laughs> if I was on the team, we almost certainly lost. So <laughs> speaking of our youth, um, what job did you want when you were a kid? So I um, I wanted to be a few things, um, but I think one of the things that I really did want and still want today. I wanted to be on the West End. Um, so and oh, yeah, yeah, so I st- still catch myself singing, singing along to show tunes in the car as I, I, as I go. So yeah, I wanted to be um, yeah, I wanted to be a musical star. Um, I also wanted to be an astronaut. So um, those two don't really go hand in hand. But um, but got a chance back in January to visit the uh, Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And it was oh, just cool. the absolute dream. It was. It's incredible to mm. see, mm. Um, like Saturn V, and you know Saturn V like, glory. It takes like a minute to walk <laughs> the length of it, right? It's, 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 it's absolutely mad, like breathtakingly huge. Yeah. Um, but then sort of the you know like the launch pad and yeah. uh, just yeah all the sort of all the new um uh, the the name now escapes me the new mission but all the stuff they were prepping for for that Art- Artemis. Yeah. Artemis, Artemis Ring sure. Bell. Yeah. But yeah, the new sort of uh, the new um. 
yeah, that new mission. So yeah, it was just amazing to be. When did you go there then? It was in January. In January. Yeah, oh, in January this year. So, yeah, yeah, it's fab. We spent a spent a few weeks in Florida. Nice. Over, over That's a good decision. Year. Florida in January to avoid. But I, you know, as much as I love Scotland, yeah, yeah the weather in January not so nice. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Loved I it. went to Kennedy as a kid. Really, really loved it. But I sort of really want to like in the last few years, I became a bit, became a big space nerd, mm. obsessed with like SpaceX. Mm. Like the James Webb Telescope, particularly, yeah. and yeah. like all of the stuff to do with current space stuff, and um, I really want to go back and like enjoy it again because I yeah. feel like I'd enjoy it even more now. Now you've got a bit more. Like of I a... feel like almost like it, like as much as I loved going there, and my, my parents spent tons of money like mm. getting us to Florida as kids. I really want to go back, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I think some people it. have been to Florida just like in general as children. But yeah. Then, like love it even more when they go back as yeah. adults. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was amazing as a kid. I have a podcast recommendation for you both actually if that's uh, if that stuff is up your, up your street Business Wars which is a really good podcast they did a series on uh, SpaceX versus Blue Origin it was so good um, so it's like the whole Elon Musk versus Jeff Bezos I didn't realise Bezos was in a uh, helicopter cl- uh, crash when he was scouting out a uh, some kind of like desert flat for um, uh, to launch Blue Origin from he oh, was right. uh, he almost died it was a really interesting uh, listen actually oh, the whole thing but yeah, it's like a six-parter. Highly recommend. Obviously, the listeners, do not switch over to that now. No. Wait, add it to the queue. Google Stay it. on the code of career. <laughs> but yeah, definitely worth a listen. <laughs> so now that we we'll, we'll move back to tech, so the listeners yeah. don't get don't don't get too off on their space podcasts. Yeah. Um, how did your journey into the technology industry start? Yeah, it's um yeah strange strange journey. So whilst um. I was at university, it turns out Colin and I went to the same university, yeah. which was uh, yeah, which is cool. So at the University Sterling. of Sterling, yeah, uh, Bleed Green, as we said. <laughs> nice um, yeah. So uh, I was at university and um, I was kind of working a, a part-time job um, at su- a at supermarket uh, during sort of, yeah, during, during, during uni and then final year kind of came around and, you know, just didn't really know what I wanted to do. So then picked up a few more hours at the, at the supermarket and then all of a sudden three years has gone by and I'm, and I'm still there you know that's not necessarily a bad thing but I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do uh, sort of long term so I um, yeah started to do a bit of soul searching and, and there was one part of the of the role there that I'd done for a couple of years and I just absolutely loved which was working with our team leaders and, and kind of training them and taking them through this kind of unofficial course that was just kind of handed over it was like you know someone needs to do this and you know I was young and um, you know enthusiastic and I said well I'll, I'll do it um, and just yeah kind of started doing that and taking them through these these trainings and yeah absolutely loved it and just thought you know, there must be a job that I can do that's this full-time <laughs> so started to do a bit of sort of um, research um, I started studying as well so I studied with um, uh, with the Chartered Institute of personnel and development and got a qualification with them that gave me kind of the foundation like the knowledge but I just didn't um, I didn't have the experience on my CV to kind of get me that first that first role that first step into um, into a um, into a learning role so I took a bit of a gamble um, it was Christmas Eve um, I can't remember what year but it was Christmas Eve and I said to my boss look I'm not I'm not, not coming back after um, after New Year um, and I just left without without a job mm-hmm. um, to just to try and give me that kind of that impetus, I guess, to go off and, and, and find something. And, and luckily, I did. I found a um, 
I wasn't in tech just yet, but mm-hmm. I found a, a part-time sort of temporary role at a cement factory, a cement plant in Dunbar. I don't know if you've ever driven past it on the Oh, I thought I thought it was some kind of dry docks. Yeah. There goes me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it the so, one on the one on the coast? Yeah, on the coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was telling my girlfriend, yeah, that's why they go and fix the boats. So come talking complete rubbish. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this and expose me as a fraud. It's a cement plant, cement works. Um so I was working there and as their sort of training coordinator. Um and yeah, so I was doing some of their training management, ran a few ran a few courses. Um, and that kind of gave me the sort of the experience I needed, but it also gave me that kind of, this is definitely what, what I wanted to do. Um, and then this role popped up on my LinkedIn and it was for this um, cloud computing company. Like, we offer unlimited holiday, you get a MacBook, all these like massive perks. And I was like, that sounds like the place that I need to be. <laughs> I knew, like, I looked at the job spec and I was like, I don't, I don't have like these, all these, this experience, I don't have these like, qualifications, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a really, you know, witty and like impactful message to the to the um, to the person posting the job ad, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, so I did that. The next morning, um, I had uh, had a reply. I was like, come come and have an interview with us. So again, I was like, I'm not. I've got no chance. But let's give it a go. Um, so I um, yeah went to the interview. They asked me to prepare a presentation. So I was like, I'm going all in. I'd had I had props. I had, I had I did this presentation on um, uh, the Earth as a peppercorn. So it's like how to how to understand the scale of the universe. Oh, if you wow. shrink the Earth down to the size of a peppercorn, then like the sun is the size of a, a football. Pluto would be in Glasgow. Like that's the sort of and I did a presentation like this. Um, it was great fun. And I was like, Stop, no, you know, I'm not going to get it. Um, but just threw like threw myself at it, like gave it, gave it my all, um, and luckily I landed it. Um, and that, that was yeah, that was um, a role for a company called CloudReach. I don't know if you, if yeah, you yeah. Know, know, but uh, yeah, so cloud computing and um, and yeah, it was such a fantastic role because I was part of a sort of well-established business, but also as a, with a well-established team. So I got so much exposure to a huge amount of different learning sort of techniques and programs and um, frameworks and, and fundamentals and um, really just yeah set my career off and like turbocharged it worked with some amazing people a very similar environment to Exadesign actually mm-hmm. that kind of consultancy agency type vibe well they're um, Edinburgh as well like an Edinburgh based company as yeah well, exactly yeah. so they're based yeah. well they were based down by um, uh, by the parliament buildings in yep. Hellerud um, cool. so yeah, I spent three amazing years there working and um, yeah, absolutely loving it. And yeah, a couple of roles in between and then found myself at, at X-Design as uh, sort of head of, head of learning. So um, that was a bit of a rambly sort of uh, point history. No, but it's, but good. it's a good story. Yeah. Um, I think I really like that you're a quitter. I've read, a, I read an article recently and my wife done this a couple of years ago where you kind of sometimes just have to make that jump. You've got to quit that job, you know, like the... Mm-hmm. It used to be years and years ago that you know you'd, a quitter would be somebody who's like seen as a bad thing. Well, this person's a quitter; they quit their job, you know. But now it's like actually you're empowering yourself to take an opportunity that you otherwise wouldn't take if you can like stop yourself in your tracks and be like, "This isn't for me anymore." Yeah. I don't. I'm not quite ready to make the jump yet. I need to pause, have a bit of time, and make that jump. Or I'm not going to be able to commit to that jump until until I have quit this thing that I'm doing right now to be able to commit to it. And mm-hmm. then when I when I went to teach at CodeClan, I discovered that there's, CodeClan's 
all the people who come to Code Clan are all quitters. Yeah. Right? Like, they are. And that is the best thing in the world because they've quit their people, dentistry, you know, like we had people working in finance, you Mm. know, so all these people, career changers. So that's brilliant. And and that's done to you for that. No, and and that's exactly the sort of the takeaways that I I want people to take from that story is that if, if you have like that sort of focus on something that, that you want, yes, it does take that sort of quitting. Determination. To, to, and determination to, to, to make a, a, and to take a pretty drastic step. And I know not all people will be able to do that. I know I was in a fortunate position where I didn't have, you know, a mortgage or, or, or kids and things like that. But I think, yes, the moral of that story is that it's okay to quit. But also, it's to, when you're looking at a job, a job description, someone's written that not really thinking, you know, thinking it all the way through. And yeah, I tell know, people this. They, they've written that thinking, yep. yeah, it'd be great to have that, it'd be great to have that, it'd be yeah. great to have that. Actually, in reality, that's not, that's not what the day-to-day is going to be like. Yep. Yep. So we actually have a line in our, in our X-Design um, ads, which is something along the lines of, don't worry if you don't meet every single one of these points. Um, we, we value the, your sort of attitude and your attitude more than your, um, more than your skills and your experience. So come and have a conversation. And that's what I was bagging on. Thankfully, that's what CloudReach's mentality okay. was as well. Because I knew if I got in front of someone and we could, we could have a conversation, uh, I could show my passion, I could show the credibility that I've, um, yeah, that I've got, I could show the sort, of the, that sort of can-do attitude, the willingness to learn. And I feel like now that's, that is, that trumps experience now. And that's certainly when I'm does. recruiting. That is that's exactly what, what I'm looking for. And maybe getting off the sort of the the, the top the topic of, of, of my sort of um, my sort of route into tech now. But no, but, think, it, it, but it, it takes us really well into the next question, which is um, like how how what is your recommendation then? Your official sort of like best recommendation for how software engineers can take advantage of learning and development opportunities. Well, yeah. So I think that businesses now um, recognise or, or they should be recognising that today's workforce they want so much more than just a, a paycheck you know, they want the opportunities to grow they want the learning development um, opportunities um, they want the sort of the chance to, to move and try new things within within a business and and I think businesses you know are again they should be offering so much to kind of support this and if they aren't I think the first thing that I would encourage anyone out there listening to do is to start speaking to your your manager to your your HR teams to if there's a, a, a learning team there and start speaking to them and, and, and sharing with them that you want these things this mm-hmm. is what you value from an employer and this is what what you almost expect if you don't ask you don't get right well, if you don't ask you don't yeah. get absolutely so um, so I think that would be my first thing just kind of making a bit of noise that that's that that's what you want um but then i think maybe assuming that some of that stuff's already in place there's two two really key things that i'd um, encourage all the listeners out there to think about firstly um it's about feedback um so i think seeking out feedback is one of the most important things you can do to develop your career um, and i know it's uncomfortable at times mm, it's, it's difficult to have that sort of self-reflection piece it's difficult to ask someone um you know especially your peers to kind of give you that that really honest and and, and candid feedback but if you're not sure what your blind spots are if you're not sure what um what you're missing if you're not 
um, if you're not sure sort of yeah where, where you could be improving then then you're never going to know what what next step mm. to, to take so um, so have a, have a couple of those uncomfortable conversations and ask your, your peers ask your manager ask you know ask ask anyone really for a little bit of feedback what do you think that you know ask them what you think you could be doing better um, ask them what you think that you know you could you could improve on or, or what maybe um, what maybe you're missing um, and yeah I think that could could really open your eyes to some of the some of the sort of things you could uh, you could be focusing on there's definitely a real skill in being uncomfortably comfortable or com- com- being comfortable with being uncomfortable either mm-hmm. mentally or physically and like yeah. I'm far from a marathon runner um, but uh, I've heard that a lot of marathon runners that's the mentality they have to develop like they know it's going to hurt like I think they're mad uh, but they <laughs> they know it's going to hurt when they're, when they're running mm-hmm. um, but they get into that point where they are comfortable being uncomfortable and I guess you can do that mentally and your legs won't hurt um, but you may get a pay rise so like yeah. it's a win-win yeah. um, so if you're if you're fine with like uh, you know just being honest about um, your expectations and mm-hmm. you know you're going to get both the intrinsic and extrinsic rewards that you want because again like, like we said earlier if you don't ask you don't get and the, the business wants to give back to you like any business would because you know if you win they win that, that's how it works yeah no absolutely it's so true and I think just on that um, yeah on that piece around um, being um, what was it comfortable comfortably uncomfortable comfortable yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get the right round uncomfortable with being comfortable doesn't sound quite right um, <laughs> but it's also I was listening to um, not 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 a plug because obviously this is the best podcast absolutely around. Um, but I was listening to Diary, Diary of a CEO on my walk to work this morning it was the Bear Grylls episode oh, nice. oh, right, yeah. it's really interesting um, and yeah, he, interesting. he was saying something about um, when you feel when you feel like giving up it's just thinking like just just 10 more seconds like anyone can do 10 seconds of something yeah okay like just just 10 more seconds you just kind of keep telling yourself that and I think it's that kind of mentality isn't it with just it, you you're not gonna grow or develop if you're not in that zone of a little bit of uncomfortable uncomfortableness uncomfortability just being uncomfortable <laughs> you're not gonna grow if you're not if you're not outside your comfort zone um, so yeah just like have that sort of just 10 more seconds just one more one more push and yeah and who knows where where it might where it might take you it's so. taking it a day at a time it's mm. taking an hour at a time or whatever you know time window of time you need to really break it down into That's small it. chunks to make it to make it manageable yeah um, we would say that to students in core clan i know mm. the core clan instructors will be hurrying me saying this but a week at a time a, week, a day at a time yeah. we'd say to them you know like this is an intense course mm-hmm. boot camp style course to yeah, we we plug Code Clan far too much in this podcast. We do. We, by the way, yeah, I mean, we we should speak to. We need to meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't help but tap into that because that's where more my, my experience is drawn from here. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, day at a time, take it, take it, take it a piece at a time, it. and try and not get overwhelmed because when you're learning tech or when you're when you're when you're at the start of learning tech or and you're in the middle mm. of learning tech, whether you're you might even be relatively experienced and mm. learning some more tech and it happens to me on a daily on a daily and weekly basis you sometimes look at a problem and you go oh my god this is completely insurmountable i'm never going to really do all this yeah. actually breaking it down and doing that 10 more seconds yeah bear grills bear grills keep scout yeah. as well yeah he is yeah yeah no it was a great podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. it's steve bartlett's one right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm going to um learning convention the, with the learning and performance institute it's called learning live um, oh, and cool. steve bartlett's the keynote speaker this year so i'm really excited about that 
Well, if Steve's listening, he wants to sling the code of career some investment. You know, we're helping people break into the world of technology, and what better cause is there than that? Absolutely, I'll be <laughs> quite a good guest as well. I mean, a bit off our repertoire, a but a bit tough to get, but yeah. we, we'll try. Yeah, I'll, I'll send a message. You might enjoy being on the other side of the uh, of the mic. You know? Yeah, we could always code a script to just send him a DM every single day and annoy him until he comes on. That would be good. It's a fun, <laughs> fun little program to, to write. Yeah, I think he'd like that, 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 sort of, that ingenuity. Yeah. In, in, that innovative approach. If um, I get sued, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got that recorded now. So, so yeah, it was Andrew's idea. I'm having nothing to do with it. Um, so yeah, just so, so just kicked on this point about, um, you know, how you can access the best opportunities. I think there's also just a little piece around thinking outside the box when it comes to learning I think you know yes there will always be a place for sitting in the classroom and learning like that you know with a sort of a, a mentor, mentor a teacher or a, or a sort of a facilitator or something like that or, or learning like with a, a webinar or something like that mm-hmm. but I think also thinking about other ways that you can access learning and access um, people or resources that can help you help you move forward so thinking about getting a mentor I think that's one of the things for our graduates that are coming into the exercise, one of the things we're, we were most conscious about before even thinking about recruiting any um, any candidate, it's like how do we make sure that we have the support in place that are gonna that's gonna make sure we have um, yeah people and resources available so that these relatively new people into the industry have have someone to go and lean on, have someone to learn from. So. Um, so yeah, thinking about how you might get a mentor or a, or a coach or something that someone you can go and bounce ideas off. Um, you can you can talk to about your development. They can give you that kind of feedback like we were talking about before and, and help you identify those areas um, and sort of the tactics to, to move um, to move forward. Um, and also again, something that that we're really conscious about here at Exdesign and, and I think lots of other businesses are as well. But it's just giving yourself other opportunities outside of your sort of your day-to-day so whether that's like shadowing someone in you know a different team or a different um a different function just to get a, an appreciation of what um you know what else is out there because i think x design can you know it, it, it's it's we're unique in a lot of ways because we're in this sort of we're in this space where where a number of like different disciplines collide you know we've got the sort of the coding and the sort of the development that'll always be a core piece of what we do, but we've also then got this design element, you know, and you know, like what does that mean, and how do we how do we get people interested in that? We've got this product product bit as well that that all kind of comes into this um, you know this this amazing product that we design then for for our customers. So how do we then yeah how do we get people interested in those types of, of roles as well? And you know you can go and you can learn and and sort of shadow someone that might be in one of those one of those areas, and you might find something that's that's new or, or exciting that that sort of sparks your interest so um so yeah i think just yeah thinking outside the box get, gathering that feedback i think there, there are a couple of things that i'd really encourage um everyone out there to, to do mm. i like you focused on onboarding as well I, uh, like earlier in the pod mm. actually i wanted to um go back to this because um there's nothing worse than when a junior joins a new company and they feel cut adrift so having a clear onboarding plan is, is really awesome to hear you doing that because I've heard so many horror stories from people that get their first job in tech and like sadly sometimes people leave tech because of it yep. and that, that really sucks like someone get into this industry learn to code like do all of that and then the onboarding fails and then they think oh I can't do it because imposter syndrome is already there and imagine it's just cranked up to 11 then you know <laughs> I've seen it just with even just the onboarding is non-existent 
you know, and it might be like a really small startup and the founder said, oh yeah, you're a fresh grad, go build this, go build this thing, you know tech, do tech and make this thing happen. And they're probably, usually they're really willing to please and they're like yeah. really keen to, to get it done, but actually a year later they're signing off with stress and like having mental health issues. I've yeah. genuinely seen that happen, it's, yeah. it's awful. Particularly so, people new to any industry, like they really struggle to compartmentalise work and yeah. like, um, not knowing boundaries like between like what what's my uh, you know this is just a day job and not like you know what i'm what i'm going crazy for and i think uh, a lot of time like you say colin like people are so desperate to impress that they end up completely overblowing it and they have to sign off with stress and they're put off the industry for life and you know it's a real shame because you know in the uk and worldwide we just have such a shortage of tech workers and the last thing we need is like bad onboarding practices so exactly. i mean what, what specifically do you do at exercise to, to help people on board successfully yeah, well, I think I think one of the things is is with with a growing business like this, with any growing business, you ru- you really run the risk of just trying to get bums on the seats. Mm. You got you know you've got clients to, to please, you've got customers to deliver for, you've got all this future work that's coming. It, it's very easy to fall into that trap of just getting people through the door. Um, but you've got to yeah, you've got to ask your question. You've got to ask sort of the question: you know, Are they the right people mm. that are coming in to do the right things? Um, but then also, are you offering that and providing that sort of support so that, you know, when we do pass them on to, um, not pass them on, but when we do put them onto a, a project or, or get them working with a, with a customer that they know, you know, they know what they're doing, they, they know how to talk about X design, they feel like they can be productive and that they can, that they can get involved and they're not just kind of, you know, buying on the surface but then sort of paddling, paddling like anything under, under the water. So... Um, I think one of the one of the great things that we do um, at um, at Exdesign is that we we have a internal projects or an internal innovation hub that we call X Labs. Mm. Um, so one one sort of use case for that is is just to, is to innovate and to try new technologies to try things before we then maybe go and talk to customers about them. But it's also a kind of mini project that we can bring new people into to give them a flavour of what it's like to work um, on an X-Design project. So they're not for the first time going out to a customer and, and, and having to sort of use these new terms or these new ways of working. But actually, they've had a chance in a, in a, in a relatively risk-free environment to, 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 to have a go. Um, so the majority of our new joiners um, will go through um, X Labs in some, in some way, shape, or form, they'll um, have the opportunity to, yeah, to sort of hone their skills, but also learn how X Design does projects, I suppose. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's that's a really cool thing that's uh, that's relatively new to us, but um, really trying to, uh, yeah, to build that into the sort of the onboarding piece at large. Um, that does sound very cool. What kind of things do they get to work on there if you join X Labs? Yeah, so one of the, one of the great things that we've got um, being sort of innovated on at the moment is our internal um, sort of social media platform it's called MyFace. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like um, so you can go and like find out who someone blind manager is and like what hobbies they have and just yeah. simple things like that. Exactly. Yeah. My face. My face. Love it. Yeah. So it's got everyone on it. It's got a little little profile. Um, usually sort of filled in when you when you join and cool. you sort of say yeah you know I like um yeah cheese. I like go for long walks <laughs> and, uh, yeah I like cheese like go for long walks. I think my slack grandma says I like yeah. long walks to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's great, um, and we have the the sort the eternal exercise debate, which is all around um, whether pineapple belongs on pizza or not. Of course, it does. 
Yeah, I, I think it does. And do you know what? Do you know, do you know what? Actually, if we're all in agreement here, and I'm sorry to any audience members, and I know this is about tech, but if you can't deal with sweet and savory, sorry that you don't have yeah. a sophisticated palate. Exactly. You know, it's two flavors. Like, grow up. You know, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. So you're both both welcome to apply for job text. That's great to hear. Maybe that's what went along the first time round. Um, so yeah. So. Um, and then some innovations on that where we're thinking about how we can build um, skills into into some of my face profiles so that we can then build a bit of a mentor sort of community on there. So if someone says, you know, these are the skills that I'm uh, particularly competent at, um, maybe you can ask me about them. Someone's like, well, I want to learn about X, Y, Z. So I'm going to go and ask Jim um, if, if he can give me a Knowledge bit of a... Knowledge map or something. Yeah, yeah. he can give it's me very a bit good. of a... Yeah, sort of a rundown on that. So yeah, that's the type of thing that um, I mean, that's one example. There's a, there's, a, there's a number of other things, but yeah, that's the type of thing that someone would be would be working on um, in X Labs. Um, and something that's 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 coming. I think I mentioned at the at the start. We've we've got this new onboarding team that we're looking to build. Um, one of the things that they're going to be responsible for is our onboarding boot camps slash program. You know, whatever it is. So um, that will be. Sort of that, that will take up a, a new journey's first week essentially. Okay. They'll, they'll they'll come in. They'll, they'll you know they'll, they'll have their their introductory sort of manager meetings. They'll set up their laptop, but then from then on they'll be pretty much part of. of, of not not this is a, a maybe an exclusive. Or not even X Design. I've, I've heard this yet. So oh. maybe we're gonna call it X DNA. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, with the lowercase X and everything. Well, lowercase X because then internally we call. Most things XD for like X design. Ah, mm-hmm. nice. And then XDNA, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Did I you think of that? I thought it. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about it. Maybe it should be in branding. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so branding, to be fair. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, no, I suppose it's not the same, but. I guess it's, uh, I think something about um, doing this has made me realise how many different aspects of HR there are, because you yeah. just think it's recruitment, but no, there's learning development, there's recruitment, there's HR generalists, there's employer branding. Yeah. So much goes into like running a functional, oh, well, any, I was going to say tech company, any company really, it's it's mad, it's oh, like mad to think about. It is, yeah. um, it is crazy, and uh, I, I think, so I'm going to come back to XDNA in a second, but just whilst you said that, because I think it's so important to, to have a function that does that because I think lots of businesses and I think maybe it goes back to that sort of hiring just for bums on seats kind of lose mm. sight of, of what of what a business is and essentially a business is is the people so you don't have that function to um, to support them and to and, and to, to help them to grow then then the, I don't think the business will ever be successful yeah yeah they might bring in revenue but they might they might land some good good customers but to be really successful, I think you need an engaged, happy, excited workforce who, you know, love the company that they're working with, but then also are, you know, good good at what they do. And I think the people function is so central to that in all of its in, in all of its sort of um, sort of variations. So, um, so yeah, when we built such a, a a pretty big people team for the size of business that we are, um, but that's that's solely because we we value our people so so much. Um, and we want to give them that, that best sort of best in class experience, and, and you can't do that unless you've got the sort of the, the resource there. So, so I'm glad you brought that up because I really wanted to get that in somewhere. I wasn't yeah, sure I was yeah, going to be able yeah. to. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but sort of back to back to onboarding um, and XDNA. I think um, yeah, we want to we want to give that sort of 
that new joiner a really um, solid experience for their for their for their first week. We want, to, we want it to be educational. We want them to understand what Exerzyme does and and where we came from and sort of where we're going. You know how we sell the customers we sell to, but we also want it to be really practical. And um, so that, and I think that comes back to kind of this X Labs type of approach where we're giving people the opportunity to kind of try things in a relatively risk-free environment. So whether that's trying some scrum sort of methodologies that they've not not used before mm. or whether they are um you know whether they're sort of doing a, a sort of a, an interactive session about our values you know it's, it's just really bringing the whole experience and the whole sort of culture and ways of working to life so that uh, it's not just sitting and, and watching eight hours of of, of presentations it's, it's really getting hands-on with our culture but also hands-on with the way that we like to work so um, so that's that's kind of a it, cool. it, it's coming. Uh, it's not it's not here yet, but um, yeah, but it's it's great to, it's great to be able to be, be part of it. So you said there's a team being built in Exit Design mm. that's responsible for that. How many people are going to be part of that team? So um, at the moment we've so I'm kind of I'm kind of looking after and I'll, I'll stay involved. I think it's, it's something that I've always been part of in, in all the jobs that I've, that I've done it's something I absolutely absolutely love so I didn't want to I didn't want to quite give it up just yet mm-hmm. um, and then I've, I'm hoping to bring well I've definitely got one person joining and I'm hoping to bring um, someone else on as well um, we what we want someone sort of based in, in Edinburgh so mm-hmm. so they, they can be here physically for, for people who are joining here but also we're hoping to host the um, the, the sort of that week-long boot camp in Edinburgh as well so people can kind of come and see the office meet people face to face but we also recognise that we've got offices um, elsewhere as well so right. maybe having someone doing this role in Leeds as well or somewhere in the northwest, so that they can they can have a physical presence um, and yeah give people who are maybe based remote the opportunity to come if they want to to come and sort of experience that that sort of office vibe meet sort of meet their, their peers have that really sort of cohort type mentality because I've seen it before where you put people through a boot camp like this and you've probably seen it with Code Clan where you you go through this thing together um, and irrespective of what you're going to do next irrespective of your seniority the tenure bond for life man bond for life forever Um, so I really want to build that type of excellent mentality within within onboarding as well so yeah um, yeah, it's exciting there's a lot we want to do with it Um, and I think yeah once we get a couple of people in uh, we can really start to, to sort of hit the accelerator on it. So Exazine's hiring for roles that pertain to an office, like Edinburgh and uh, Leeds, right? and Leeds, but also remote as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, every every role, uh, I think maybe with well, there's a handful, a handful, a small handful of exceptions, but every role. Um, has the opportunity to be uh, fully remote. That's very cool. Um, so yeah, across across the UK. Um, mm-hmm. But then we also we also know that you know it, it, it can be it can be isolating. It's as 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 good a home worker as you are, mm-hmm. you, you you will miss that sort of that interaction, that face to face time. Um, so we've got you know we're really well set up for that sort of remote type meetings and all that sort of stuff. But also we give people the opportunity to meet. Um, as teams to, to come up to Edinburgh, we actually had a, a meeting. Uh, I think there was it was either Norfolk or Norwich. There's a few people located around that area, and they all kind of just met up, just to kind of meet up and say hi. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, there was. There's, I think there's just a really good kind, okay. of, kind of. Even though we've got a lot of people spread out across the country, there's still that real togetherness. 
Um, and yeah, it's great to see people that you've maybe only seen behind a behind a screen when they sort of walk through the door. Mm. You realise how tall they actually are. Yes, <laughs> the the inevitable post Zoom height comparison. You are much taller in real life, Colin. I will say that. I thought you were about my height, but no, he's a tall guy. <laughs> my camera is quite high. Yeah. So I, and it's kind of up here. I'm kind of looking up at it because mm. it's better to look up at it apparently. So. It's high, up high, and then yeah. everyone I've met in, in Meat World since has been like, "God, you're tall." And I'm like, right. <laughs> "You've got legs." That, that's that, that old that old one. So remind, remind me quickly as well, Andrew. How many people how many people work at Exercise just now? So put you in your spot there a little bit. So sorry. I don't think we're quite 250 yet. I think we're very, very nearly wow. 250. Growing a lot then. Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely a scale-up kind yeah. of phase. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I'm pretty excited. You've got me mad excited for exercising. Well, I guess, your, I guess that's your, why we're here, right? Plenty of opportunities. <laughs> um, yeah, check out careers. Well, I'm a fan of yours. It's so, probably not going to work yeah. out. <laughs> Conflict of interest there. Yeah, yeah. fan <laughs> awesome too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I hear really good things about, about fan Yeah, Yeah, lots of great stuff going on there. Um, so speaking about jobs and kind of applying for jobs and on, on that vein, like, um, what kind of advice do you want to give to people that are applying for a job at Exazine? So I think I, I mentioned this um, a little bit before, but we we have this line in our in some of our ads, which is a, which is along the lines of, um, don't worry if you don't meet every single requirement. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good that you've got that. It's so I think so powerful. Yeah. And, and I think especially. Um, I think men are generally more likely to do that anyway, but that's I think true. That really yeah. opens the, the sort of opens sort of this um, or tries to sort of yeah reduce that sort of that feeling of I guess is imposter syndrome or um, yeah that, that other people might might think I think particularly women who who maybe don't want to apply for something unless they meet one hundred percent of that criteria exactly. Um, I think we're really trying to open the door to anyone who might feel like that um, mm. because we do really value. The, the attitude that you bring um, and that willingness to develop yourself and the willingness to learn because we, you know we can teach we can teach you the stuff but we, what we can't teach you is that attitude or that sort of approach you have to to work or teamwork you know work together so um, so I, I think for anyone applying to exercise particularly but just in general to any any job I'd say just take your take your full self um, and and really let your sort of um, your desire to, to impress and your desire to learn sort of sink through. Um, I think we've just had 18 graduates come up uh, to our Edinburgh office and, and go through our sort of assessment centres, we call them discovery days, um, but they all came up and, and, and that's exactly what they did. They sort of, they, they, they brought their sort of their excitement and their engagement and that sort of, that sort of energy in a way that, that's meaningful for them. Um, and yes, they all had great technical skills and um, and, and yes, you know, they, yes, they were all missing stuff as well. But what really sung through to us was that way that they um, engaged with uh, what we were trying to do, um, and just really, uh, yeah, just really got stuck in and had that sort of really great attitude. So, um, so yeah, I think that would be that would be that would be my my advice. Don't don't let a job description kind of put you off just because you don't meet every single bit of that criteria. Really, just think about what attitude and, and sort of willingness to learn that you can bring. Um, and I think the rest will, will fall into place. I think uh, we've got to come up with like a Ten Commandments of the Code of Career with like the quotes from the from the podcast. And I think that would make it on for sure. Because like 
it, it's so important because the amount of times on our Discord server, which is shout out www.thecodacreator.com, you can sign up for the Discord for free, get advice from me and Colin. Um, we can't guarantee it's good advice, but it's free. Um, <laughs> um, the amount of times me and Colin have been asked, like, um, you know, oh, I don't have, I don't, I don't know Kubernetes, but I, yeah. I fit every single other, I fit all other eight technologies that are listed there. It's like, just apply. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a wish list. Mm. You know, like, um, ju just yeah. apply could be the mantra of the code of career sometimes. Yeah. And if I was to sort of specifically plug Extend there, is that, is that um, we are working with such a diverse group of clients at the moment, mm. and that, that group of clients is growing okay. exponentially. And we, we, are, we, we don't have a specific technology stack that we use we're very much oh, driven nice. by the clients and, and we want to do what's best by them and we want to work with them in a way that that sort of um that's meaningful for them so that list of technologies that we use and frameworks that we that we use is growing every day so we might have written a job a job spec a month <laughs> ago that's already out of date and it might not, yes it might not list that thing that you're really passionate about or that you can't quite do but yeah i think you're right just just sticking an application what's mm. the worst that could What's the worst that can happen? You can introduce that technology at your company. You never know. Like, you if go. you're really passionate about trying to think about something new, like Remix, the new JavaScript framework. Like, if you love that, introduce it. Like, why not? You know. Exactly. And worst comes to worst, you've had a practice at an interview, and that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I totally agree with that philosophy, and I think interviewing is like a it's like a skill. Mm. Uh, like, um, you you have to gain some experience of doing it. I would be very amazed if people were you know, acing their first ever interview. Like feel free to write me some fan mail to say how you did that and how I'm stupid because I've failed interviews in the past. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, um, I'd be amazed if, if someone has genuinely done a number of job interviews and passed them all because you've, you've got to learn by like failing a job interview every now and It's not failing, it's learning from a job interview every now and again. Like, yeah. Exactly. No, that's so true. It's so true. And that, the only way you can do that is by putting, you, putting yeah. yourself into positions where, yeah, where you're maybe just outside your comfort zone mm. a little bit and you're going to, yeah, you're going to learn something. Um, yeah. Especially technical interviews. Like, I'm yeah. happy to say, I won't say the company, but my last round of interviewing, I had flu and I screwed up this technical exercise so badly but I've learned I've now learned the best way to build a game of snake uh, in JavaScript and it was very embarrassing and I completely screwed it up but do you know what you know I've learned big time from it and I've also learned sometimes it's better to say I was too ill to do that interview yeah. but <laughs> yeah, that's true that's true cool so I think um, yeah that more or less brings us to the end of the pod I mean um, obviously this has been a fantastic um, advertisement for X Designs careers department but um, in terms of specific stuff you're really looking for right now um, I guess most people listening to me technical but you never know we may have non-technical people who are mm. curious um, what what jobs are a real priority for you to recruit for right now yeah I, I think like I said before that, that sort of that our job specs and our jobs are changing all the time uh, just based on our on our, um, on our customers and um, on you know what projects we're working with so I think check out the website um, the uh, careers.exercise.com um, to just to see what's what's most current but I mean we are always looking for for developers whether that's uh, web and mobile we've got front end and back end um, sort of engineers um, working on it with a number of different technologies um, but also I think remember that a career in technology isn't just about um, uh, just about sort of a, a sort of a, a developer role. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many transferable skills when it comes to to design, and that's something we're really trying to, to trying to trying to push with with X Design is that we have 
this amazing design sort of um, function as well as our sort of world-class developer function as well as the sort of world-class product function as well so um, so yeah don't just sort of limit yourself to that one sort of that one role if, if you're looking to get into tech as well you know it's not just about um, sort of that, that sort of that coding side of yeah, things although very this, good point. This, this audience might might be um, sort of focused on developing and, and coding but for maybe some other people who aren't looking for that there's so much more to do within within technology um that isn't that isn't that as well so i mean i class myself as having a career in tech um, yeah even, though, even though i don't touch um anything, anything well you're in the tech industry if you're in the tech industry it's career in tech yeah, right yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the way to look at it so um so yeah and i think um for anyone who's maybe just starting out as well we've we've just launched our first graduate program which um which we had a very difficult um uh, sort of decision to make sort of with, uh, with some grads that came and visited us. We had 18 grads come and visit us, 10 spaces, and they made it very, very difficult. There's amazing, amazing talent out there. Um, we're going to be running another um, uh, sort of intake in sort of October, November time. Brilliant. So keep your eye out for, for that um, because it's um, yeah, set to be an amazing program. For our audience specifically, because uh, I can predict this question will come up, mm -hmm. is that university grads only or if you've done a boot camp are you allowed? Yeah, great, great question. Um, so the makeup of, of this uh, program we're just about to um, to launch is about 50-50. So, uh, Things you love to hear. Yeah. That's yeah. so good to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, and we expect the uh, the coming programs to be to be pretty similar. Um, it was I think it's it was such an amazing uh, dynamic uh, to have people who yeah were career changers who have maybe had 10-15 years experience uh, to then at life at yeah. life exactly. Uh, that's the thing that always blows my socks off you know with the career changers they just yeah. have a completely different it's, it's take fantastic. on things it's good yeah and actually um we've we um we were so impressed with two of these people that we actually um put them forward straight away for junior roles as oh, well brilliant. so i mean that it's not yeah you could uh, apply for a for a grad for a grad program and end up coming straight in with a with a junior role it really is just uh yeah just about putting yourself out there so yeah keep an eye out for, for those applications because they'll be opening up um Cool. The link to the Exxon Careers page will be uh, in the description and uh, also make sure you stick around on there if uh, you're not in Edinburgh because we will be live streaming our event on July 14th but if you're in Edinburgh it's free. Oh. Me, Colin and Andrew are in the wonderful offices right now and uh, we've seen the event space and it is awesome and cool. we're really looking forward to meeting um, all, of, uh, all of you there and uh, yeah I just want to say a massive thank you Andrew for one letting us, letting us in your office um, and two as well um, joining us for a chat this evening. It's been really awesome to uh, hear more about your story and about what exercise and building. It's really exciting times. I've absolutely loved it. Thanks. Yeah, for, thanks it's been a really me. good one. Thanks, Andrew. Really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, hopefully we do it again sometime. Absolutely. Up yeah, for that, and uh, yeah, thank you as well, dear listener, for uh, another episode of the Coding Career, and uh, yeah, happy coding.